0: What's up, what's up? This is your boy, Kay Rich, founder of MVP Local, CEO of CRC Construction, and welcome to today's Daily We Give 110. Today's topic is this, the truth about ability and accomplishment. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's Daily We Give 110. Guys, I appreciate you tuning in, I appreciate your attention. We're going to jump straight into the message today, and uh, we're going to start it off with a story. This story is gonna involve a character, his name is Thomas Edison. For all those that don't know who Thomas Edison is, he is the gentleman that made the light bulb. And um, so immediately, I want you guys to try to picture Edison, what he looks like. Now I want you to try to picture his shop. Do you see him? Is he alone? See, the perception is that he was a loner, that he was a lone ranger of sorts, right? And that's the perception that we get. But the reality was, is that uh, he, it was far from the truth. And I'll get to that in a minute. But we often symbolize successful companies and, and, and like Apple, like Microsoft, like Facebook, with a figurehead or a single person, right? That mythical character, that guy that was in his garage or in his closet and he worked out of that. You know those are all mythical great stories, right? And I'm not discounting the fact that all great businesses start in the garage because that's that's exactly where they started. But we all know each of these men had significant resources, and we know because we can go back in their past and we we can look back in their past at who supported them, and uh, you know guys like Mark Benioff, um, you know that started Salesforce. He had significant support. He was the VP of Operations for Oracle, and uh, he had significant support, some significant investment capital investing into his ideas. Engineers that were well-trained, working around the clock in most, most instances. And so there was always a team behind uh, these guys, these mythical characters, um, that were doing all these things and pushing those guys' visions forward. And so he also knew how to cozy up to the press and publicize himself, grabbing attention away from his competitors, which is another thing that I think Mark Benioff learned um, and was very good at and has been very good at. Um, I know Russell Brunson is a badass at it and ClickFunnels, and I'm learning a lot of what's going on with ClickFunnels now. Um, For all those those that don't know, I'm actually about to interview with ClickFunnels, and um that's kind of my target uh set my target to uh, reach out to them and actually have an interview set up on wednesday so that was a huge godsend a very positive uh thing that's about to happen um whether or not i get the job i don't care i just want the opportunity to speak uh to to people within the company i feel like i'm a great fit and i'm going to tell them that and um anyways I have a great opportunity on Wednesday, but uh, on Wednesdays, I'm going to start launching uh, my back-end offer, and so be on the lookout this week on Wednesday uh, for, for, for a post that's going to give you access and allow you to sign up for my back-end offer, and uh, what that back-end offer is going to be is it's going to be a membership area, and this membership area is going to give you training materials on business, branding, sales and marketing, technology, communication, collaboration tools, I'm going to teach you all the tools out there that I've used over the last seven years to help grow and expand my businesses. So what set Edison apart? Was it his mindset? Was it his drive? I would say yes on both of those. He never stopped being curious. He never backed down from a challenge. And that's what you have to have in those mythical characters that are leading the charge. Guys like Elon Musk that have a relentless pursuit, but yet have teams and have resources to back those pursuits, to back those visions. And uh, there are many myths about ability and achievement. And uh, probably the one that we, we look at the most from our time in school was Darwin. You know, the masterwork of his The Origin of the Species, it took years. It took hundreds of discussions. It took several drafts. And it took over half a lifetime of people working and dedicating half of their entire life to reach their fruition with this masterwork. And so we have to be reminded of that. We have to be reminded of these stories in our past these things that are mythical, that teach us, the things that we can learn from so that we can apply those lessons into our own life, right? Because I think that's the problem that I see in society right now is that we're looking for a quick fix. We're looking for a quick change. We're looking for um, something to happen quickly in our lives, and it just doesn't work that way. Businesses aren't started that way, families and relationships aren't built that way. Things things are a working process. You don't just fall in love on the first date, you know? That's that's myth. Falling in love, yeah, you you might be attracted to that individual, but falling in love is totally different than 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 love at first sight. I can promise you that. Because love is about empathy. It's about forgiveness. It's about doing things in your life because we're all going to be affected by people in our life that hurt us, right? We're all going to be affected by that. But love washes that away. It forgives. It forgets. And so I remembered that back in my time, going back in my failures and back in my experiences and and just looking the past couple of weeks as I'm reading and preparing these messages for you guys, looking at these revelations, it reminds me of how important it is to embrace the process. That every day is a part of a bigger goal that I'm working towards. And that I can either maximize that day towards a bigger goal, or I can burn it to the ground. I can maximize that day to get to my goal to where I want to be, or I can burn it down. And a lot of us out there are burning our opportunities down each and every day. But be reminded that I can start new tomorrow, that I can wake up and I can take action into my life, I can have a growth mindset, I can embrace failure, and I can move my life forward. So this chapter, this this message today, it's about the secret sauce to achievement. It's about why some people achieve less and while others achieve more. And so when you think about mindset, think about back in school, think about achievement when you're in junior high. Think about achievement when you're in high school, and college. And let's step away from all these mythical characters and come back down to earth for all us normal human beings that work a nine to five job. Let's, Let's look at how mindsets work in our life. Let's look at how we can create mindsets to get any type of achievement that we want in life. And so I want you to look back at junior high. I want you to go way, way back when And I want you to look at junior high and I want you to think one or two things. I want you to categorize right now in your mind who you associated yourself with. Were they a fixed mindset group of people or were they a growth mindset group of people? Think about real quick, going back to junior high, who you surrounded yourself with and separate those fixed mindset individuals and separate those growth mindset individuals. I want you guys to do that. Write it down on a piece of paper. I did it. I wrote all the friends that I had in junior high, and I wrote down all the fixed mindset individuals, people that were fixed in their mindset. And then I had growth mindset individuals over here. And I said, who did I associate myself with? And I associated myself with growth mindset individuals. A lot of us were athletes. Athletes tend to have a growth mindset. And so I reminded myself of that time and, and how I embraced that growth mindset. And as we will discuss later, effort is a strong character trait of that growth mindset in those individuals that I was around. Effort was a big indicator of their success because they knew they were going to fail, but they knew by getting up with a new renewed spirit each and every day, pushing towards their targets with a strong dedication and drive, they were going to get and reach their results. They were going to get their success that they were looking for. They were the type that were going to dig in and do whatever it took. They were just like my friend, Justin Leonard. And uh, Justin Leonard, he is currently and has been the head track uh, uh, cross-country coach at South Lake Carroll. He's the head coach there. And a cool story about Justin back in, UTA we both ran track at UTA I was a pole vaulter he was a long distance slash middle distance runner he did cross country and then the 800 and uh I remember like it was yesterday uh I I immediately took a liking to this guy immediately sparked a friendship with this guy but I was his dig down and get a guy so let me explain (laughs) he was an 800 runner and uh what he told me at the first meet, he said, "Kerry, I need you to do an important thing. I want you to be—I want you to be there for me at the 600 mark every track meet, and I want you to say at the top of your lungs one thing." And I said, "Okay, what is it?" He said, "I want you to scream at the top of your lungs, dig down and get it." And uh, I was like, "Okay, I can do that." And uh, Sure enough, we get into the, the we get into the track meet. Uh, the the gun fires off. He makes the first lap. I see him coming down the the straightaway on that 500 mark. He's getting closer. He's getting closer, and I scream at the top of my lungs, "Dick Daddy, get it!" <laughs> and uh, man, it was like he shot out of a gun and uh, slung shot around that curve but i remember it like it was yesterday and it reminded me how important it is to dig down and get it in our own life. That wasn't just a, a, a phrase for him. That was a framework, a mindset that he took into the race that he took into his life, that he took into his coaching career. He does whatever it takes to get to his success. So, the next thing we're going to talk about is the low effort syndrome. And uh, maybe some of you guys have suffered from this. I know I have over the past couple of years. And uh, a low effort syndrome for a fixed mindset individual, they feel threatened with transition, they feel threatened with change. And so, oftentimes, when they feel threatened, um, you know, I'm not throwing any politician under the bus, but fixed mindset politicians will often feel threatened when transition happens or change happens. And they'll fight against it. They'll do whatever it takes to fight against it. And this is a major problem in companies. It's a major co- problem for our society right now. But I'm reminding that we can look out at people just like I told you and I've told you on previous podcasts. You need to go out and get people in your life that can coach and consult you. People that have been where you want to go. One of the number one biggest mistakes that I've made as a business owner is not going out and finding somebody finding someone that has been where I want to go and allowing them, paying them or or working my way into their lives and providing massive value in their lives. I've I've not done that. I've not sought out that uh that mastermind group until the last two, three, four or five months. And I can't tell you how fast forward my life has moved. I've come out of my pits and I've started to see life at a different angle again. I've started to see life at what God gifted me with and that is a vision for the future. You know, I lost that vision. But the great thing about visions is they can be revisioned. And you have, you. it all stems off of this right here, low effort syndrome. And I suffered from it. And uh, I'm reminded I'm reminded of a company called Amazon and how they continue to reinvent itself. Look, you probably have disgruntled employees at Amazon, but at their core, how have they been able to expand and expand and expand and expand over the last 20 years? It's because at their core, their number one press was day one policy. And for all those that don't know and have never researched uh, Bezos, And Amazon and the core principles that he teaches to his executive teams, that his executive teams teach to the departments, it's the day one policy. It's the number one policy, number one principle. And day one policy is I'm going to take an excited and enthusiastic approach as if it's the first day on the job. And I'm going to do whatever it takes, and I'm going to have a willingness to do whatever it takes to solve problems. See, remind yourself when you first stepped onto the job maybe that you're at right now. You didn't go in there with predisposed attitudes. You went in there with a great attitude. More than likely, it was a job that you were shooting for, right? Out of college. And you got it. And you, you're excited. You're like, man, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to go out and buy that car and that house. I'm going to start a family. And then shit happens, right? Things happen in your life. And then, and then you, you don't take that day one approach, right? You don't take that day one approach in your business. You don't take that day one approach in your life, your relationships, with your wife, your kids. And so what happens? You lose that excitement. You lose that enthusiasm. And your willingness to do whatever it takes to succeed, it starts to to go away, it starts to diminish. And so how many of you out there, looking back in high school, looking back in junior high, can say that you did as little as possible to get through the work? Let me ask you that question again. How many of you had the main goal in junior high or high school, to do as little as possible so that you didn't have to work hard. And so you have to think: where I was, I surrounded myself with those type of kids, those guys that were like, "Hey, hey, come over here, let's sneak over here and get some booze from my old man," those distracting those, you away. Those were those fixed mindset kids, and uh, I'm thankful that 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 I wasn't around. Um, that I made the choice. I'm thankful that I made the choice to surround myself with growth mindset individuals at that point in time of my life. It was a valuable lesson. And as I look back at my past, it's a very important lesson. And so when I read that statement, often a way kids assert their independence over adults is by not exerting effort, right? You know, I see that in my own life with my own kids. And uh, the adult view is, saying, I want to measure and see where they're at. And the kid's saying, no, you're not. I don't want to be measured. And uh, I think that's a big mistake in our society. I think that's a big mistake in our educational system is that it's at its core, it's, 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 it's separating the who's and who's nots. You know, you go to a campus and if, God forbid, a kid says, I'm not going to college, that kid's ostracized on that, on that high school campus. He's ostracized. You know, if a kid says, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to I'm gonna be an inventor, I'm going to create these magical inventions, and I'm going to be an artist, and I'm going to sing, and I'm going to write, and I'm going to be a poet, that shit ain't encouraged at large. Now, it is by some, but, um, you know, we're told at a very early age, put that aside and uh, go pursue uh, a safe and secure future for yourself. And uh, I can attest to that. I can attest to that as a kid. I can attest to that as spending a decade as a teacher and a coach. And I can just attest to to that mindset of what it meant back in school as a teacher and a coach and as a student. We all at some point, whether it's our kids or ourselves, have experienced those moments, right? Those fixed mindset moments. See, because growth mindset individuals, on the other hand, see, they don't stop trying. And time, it is a time for learning. Time for learning new things. A time that they can find out ways and what they like, and what they like to do, and how they can reinvent themselves, and how they can create targets for themselves, and how they can relentlessly pursue those targets. And so I'm reminded of a story, and I want to take you guys back in time it's 1995, uh, I'm a junior in high school, it's 96, 97 degrees, it's September, and I'm a junior in high school. I'm playing football for the Nimitz Vikings in Irving, Texas. And uh, my junior year, um, it's, uh, it's in 2 days and the first day that I walked in for 2 days Coach Pafford, our linebacker coach, walks up and he says, "Richardson, you're now mine." And I said, "Okay." I knew exactly what that meant. I knew that meant go to your locker, get your shit, pack it up, and move over here with the linebackers. And so, uh, so I made that transition my my junior year, and I immediately had the opportunity um, to jump in a starting role, but made mistake after mistake after mistake. So Um, You know, make a long story short, what happened was is that I immediately was moved from a first string opportunity to a third string opportunity to guys that played the position for two, three, some even longer than that years, knew the position, knew the techniques, knew how to play and adjust to blocks. See, I was a safety. I played in space. And so it it was a major transition for me. And so as I looked back at my life and as, as I looked and inspected and had these revelations, as I prepared this message, I was reminded of my time as a junior in high school. And I was reminded of that time when I, was, when, I was, when I was in a very difficult situation in my life. You know, sports was everything to me. And I had never been on the sideline in my entire life. I was always a starter I always worked my ass off. I was always there early. I was always there late. But that didn't matter. You know, you get up to high school and you get out into a into college and sports. Or you get out into life where life and your job is very competitive. You don't get those freebies, right? You don't get those handicaps. You don't get those, uh, uh, you know, resources. You got to go out and get shit done and, and make it happen for yourself and, And so, as I look back at my life, when I got moved to linebacker and I got bumped to a third-string position, I had a choice. And I can tell you right now, I was very toxic at that point. You know, being moved from a position that I had been playing for years to a position that I knew nothing about, and then being put in a position where I might have had the chance to start at safety, to being put in a position where I knew nothing about linebacker and being pushed to third string. Think about how a fixed-mindset individual or or a fixed-mindset athlete would have dealt with that type of situation. So I can test, I can attest, and I can tell you with 100% confidence today that I had the growth mindset. Because in that moment, I had one or two choices. Choice number one was let the negative Uh, feed into my emotions and then I would have never stepped on the field ever again because I would have been toxic. I wouldn't have paid attention. I wouldn't have done extra. I wouldn't have stayed extra. I wouldn't ask extra questions. I wouldn't got extra mental reps while the other guys were playing grab ass at the water. I was over there getting extra mental reps, watching rep after rep after rep after rep, listening to the coaching points, listening to the cues. And the reason I tell you guys this story is because I'm third string all the way leading up to about the fourth week, fourth weekend of the season. We're preparing and we're about to play Newman Smith. And uh, I'm not going to get on the field, period. I'm still not going to get on the field. I'm third string. I'm still making mistakes, right? I'm getting better, but I'm still third string. And uh, I remember clear as day. It's Wednesday. We're an inside drill. We're down there working inside. And you have to understand one thing. Newman Smith, when they got down to the goal line offense, what they would do is they would take a backside guard and they would have a three uh, back set in the backfield, a tandem. They would have two full backs, one offset, and then a, 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 a natural tailback lined up in the eye formation. And then what they did is they took that 350 pound lineman, that guard, and they put him as that kick out block on the right side or the left side. He was the kickout guy. <laughs> and so I remember it was like it was yesterday, Coach Farta just getting so pissed off because we couldn't stop, we couldn't stop their formations and their plays. Our defense was getting bamboozled. We're getting Peter rolled as Coach Farda. Y'all are getting Peter rolled. And um, it was because in that play, in that instance, our position, that strong side linebacker, his whole objective in that and in, and in, 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 in the goal line was literally to be a kamikaze. <laughs> to be a kamikaze and go in there and blow that 350-pound lineman up. And uh I remembered like it was yesterday. I'm sitting there getting mental rep after mental rep after mental rep. And we get down in the goal line and 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 one play they score. Second play, the coaches are getting uh, heated Coach Pafford gets a little closer and closer to me, and he said, Richardson grabs me by the collar. He said, Get in there, Richardson, gosh darn it, get in there and stop this. this. is your this is your opportunity. And I remember it like it was yesterday. In the next play, I did exactly what needed to be done to get the job done. I did whatever it took. To get the job done, what the coaches were looking for, because I was paying attention. I was listening to what they wanted. And boy, I shot in there like a kamikaze. I blew him up. Coach Florida jumped up and down. And I never stepped off the field again. I would eventually become an all-area, all district linebacker. I would be the captain of our football team. And that could have been very different had I have had the fixed mindset and chose to go down a different path. So now, as we transition out of high school and we start talking about our college transition years, you got to think in terms of, did I have a growth or a fixed mindset? Students with a growth mindset completely took charge of their learning. You know, they didn't just memorize stuff in college. You know, you had those kids that were stuck in that, that, that fixed mindset, where they thought it was about memorization, and when they get to college and you actually get on your first test and they have a blue book and they don't have uh, multiple choice questions in history and your history professor says, get the blue book and start writing, and that's how I'm going to grade you, those fixed mindset individuals, you could see them squirming in their seats. I, I, I actually embraced it. And so as they looked, uh, those type of growth mindset individuals like myself Look for patterns, look for themes, frameworks across all lectures. And uh, a cool story in college for me was when I took a business calculus class. I can remember it like it was yesterday, spending two to three hours per night locked in my room. But I gained a very, very unique perspective my sophomore year in college because I had a choice. That class... Was the hardest class I've ever taken in my life, business calculus. I would say sixty to seventy percent of that class failed that class. I was one of 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 many. I'm not saying I was the only one, but there was about thirty percent of that class. Uh, there was only about a a thirty percent passing rate, and I was in the. I was a, one of them that passed. I was actually someone that that got an eighty nine point four and beg the, beg the professor, what can I do to get to, to, to get that point .5 so that I can get my straight A's for this semester, so that I can get on the dean's list for the eighth time in a row? And you know what that teacher said? And in life, you don't get an inch. In life, life ain't going to give you an inch if I give you that point one of, of, of uh, no, you're not getting it. And so that was the first B that I, that I got in my college career. But I'll tell you something, what I learned out of that class is, 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 is a very important lesson that I'm telling you and trying to coach and train and teach you guys now. And that is, if you want to be successful, look at the patterns in your life and look at the ones that aren't making you successful or efficient. Look at the ones that are detrimental to your time and your energy and change them. Build new frameworks into your life. Wake up earlier. Read more. Invest into your kids, invest into your family, invest into yourself. And that's what it takes. And as I look back at my college years, as I look back at that transition, I had that growth mindset. And so I was reminded of that. I was reminded of the time that I spent, you know, 1999, taking that business calculus class and learning how to identify patterns and frameworks, and it has served me well throughout the course of my career. So you have to ask yourself, can everyone do well? Now, back to the first question, is everyone capable of great things with the right mindset? Could you march into the worst high school in your state and teach students college calculus? See, if you could, then one thing would be very clear with the right mindset and the right teacher or the right teaching people are capable of a lot more than we think. And so a very cool story. I know a lot of you guys have probably heard this story. For those that have not, for those that haven't seen this movie, I strongly encourage you to watch it. I watched it way back in, 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 in junior high. I think it was one of my math teachers that, that showed us this movie. This is a movie that was inspired by a guy named Jaime Escalante. Um, he was a teacher at Garfield High School in Los Angeles, uh, a very, very low-income community, uh, very, very uh, gang-infested, high-poverty environment, and uh, the movie is Stand and Deliver. And uh, Jaime Escalante walked into this barrio and uh, in, in Los Angeles and he walked into to the worst of the worst at this school. No, look, no, none of these kids, want, uh, nobody wanted to teach them. And so uh, he walked into that type of classroom. These were the outcasts. These were the kids that had the lowest grades. These were the kids that, that uh, you know, based off of a fixed mindset approach, uh, were, 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 were put over here. You guys are not going to be successful on the academic side, so we're going to put you over here in this resource And we're going to put you over here, and we're going to put you on that path. And so as we look back at Jaime Escalante's life and his approach, man, I'm just reminded that he had that growth mindset. And uh, for all those that don't know that movie uh, and and Jaime Escalante, I I strongly recommend that you look into it. But uh, he did. He taught them calculus. And um, unbelievable success rate. Um, It was a great movie. I'm not going to get into it now, but that's a great story to remind us that anything's possible if we take the right mindset and approach into our life. Next thing we're going to talk about is ability levels and tracking. And I want you to remember that test scores and measurements of achievement tell us where the person is currently. Okay, let me say that again. Test scores and measurements only tell us where a person is currently. They do not tell us where a person is going to end up. And so, when I thought about this as my time as a teacher and tracking students, as a coach tracking athletes, you have fixed mindset coaches, you have fixed mindset teachers. And so, when I look back at my past and I said, okay, who did I associate with as a teacher, as a coach, who did I associate with in the the teacher's lounge? A story popped up. See, I was, uh, it's 2012 and I'm in the teacher's lounge. This is my last year teaching. I'm not a coach at this point. I transitioned out of IT. This is my last year teaching and I'm I'm about to pursue my first opportunity to start my first business in 2012, Uh, quit teaching and go all in full time as a business owner. But uh, my last year teaching in 2012, I spent a lot of time with a lot of fixed mindset teachers and uh, I I spent that time in the teacher's lounge, you know, having lunch with a lot of these teachers and hearing a lot of their stories about their students. You know, you would hear stories like this kid said he wants to be the next Bill Gates. And I just had to prevent, you know, I had to cover my mouth because I about burst out laughing because I wanted to tell that kid, you're never going to be Bill Gates. Look at your grades. So we've all had those teachers. And we have to remind ourselves that, you know, these kids are delicate and that when we communicate about them or with them or in front of them, and we take that fixed mindset approach, they model what we show. And that's a perfect example. What a perfect example of Jaime Escalante. You think he was the world's most knowledgeable expert in calculus, or do you think he was the world's most knowledgeable expert in growth mindset? that he understood that this was my classroom, that he understood about how to motivate and inspire people to set targets, and then he knew how to take them through frameworks and execute. And so we have to be reminded of who do we want to be. Do we want to be Jaime Escalante, or do we want to be that teacher in the teacher lounge that, that has that fixed mindset? That could be at your work. It could be in the lounge at your work. It could be in the cubicle or the area or the department that you're in. You know, am I taking that fixed mindset into my work? So as we summarize today, a fixed mindset limits your achievement. It makes you have inferior thoughts, and it ostracizes effort. And an important thing about achievement is it requires a very clear focus. An all-out effort. A bottomless tank of strategies. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's message. I appreciate your attention. This is your boy, K. Rich, signing off. Good afternoon and good night.